you for taking time to listen to this sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church and of our campus in Lexington, Kentucky. It is our prayer that as you listen today, you will be encouraged, challenged, and equipped to be all God has for you. We invite you to join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 11 o'clock a.m. at our Todd's Road campus near the Hamburg area of Lexington. appreciate so much that our church involves the leadership of children. Gabe, you always do a great job, and our other kids do, and it's very, very meaningful, uh, very, very meaningful to me that we do. Um, It's great to be with you. Chad asked me to preach so he and Felsha could get away for a little while. That sounds exciting. I'm sure we'll have a full report when he gets back. Uh, And we're uh, especially glad to have our senior pastor, Todd, and our first lady, Susan, with us today. I didn't know y'all were coming today, but don't worry, I won't call on you to do anything. Unless I pass out, come on up and take over, would you? I appreciate that very much. Um, It's not that easy to say farewell or uh, goodbye in our world. We've all sent kids off to college or our child off on a honeymoon or maybe off to military service or some of us have sent friends off to war and maybe children. There are many movies that focus on farewell scenes. It seems like Back during uh, World War II days, not that I remember those, but anyway, back then, there were a lot of movies I've heard about that would focus on farewell scenes. You remember Captain Kirk's famous line of, beam me up, Scotty, from uh, Star Trek days. Even though there's a lot of talk about Star Wars' next movie, there's going to be a next Star Trek movie, too. But one farewell scene I remember so clearly was from the movie uh, Sound of Music. And you remember how uh, the Nazis had taken control of Austria and the Von Trapp family were just so distressed. And they stood on the stage of that uh, Austrian folk festival and they started singing their, I won't sing it, I promise you. So long, farewell, auf Wiedersehen, goodbye. You know, they did their little thing and then They went off the stage and got in the car and escaped with the help of the nuns to uh, uh, up into the mountains. So long, farewell, they said. Or maybe you've had to say some parting words to family or friends, or maybe to an organization, or as you move to a new community. Uh, As I faced reappointment from time to time to my next church assignment, I would always feel it was important that that last sermon would be one of great remembrance of of the good days that we had, thanksgiving for those, and also words of challenge that, okay, you're getting a new pastor, you've got a mission, you've got uh, something you need to do as a church, so keep on doing that, and I'm counting on you doing that. I was just reflecting, Todd, I was... I think I remember your last sermon here. Not that you've left us totally, but that you went downtown and and your words to us to continue the ministry. So 
We say thanks for the memories and then get on with it, church. You've got more to do. You've got more to do. And today's scripture uh, that Gabe read for us tells us of the risen Lord's farewell speech. The risen Lord is telling his followers that he's ascending back to be with God, to live eternally with God the Creator in heaven. The beautiful first hymn that we sang that we don't know that well, but it's probably one of the oldest hymns in our hymnal, 1736. Hail the day that sees him rise to his throne above the skies. Christ, a while the mortals given, to mortals given, reascends his native heaven. For three years, Jesus walked side by side and with his disciples and his followers. For three years, day in and day out, as he taught, as he preached, as he healed, they were right there with him. And then he was nailed to the cross. And then he was buried and they thought he was gone. And then on day of resurrection, he reappeared and for the next 40 days or so, he continued to reappear to them and to continue to teach them and to strengthen them for their journey ahead. And then at ascension, he's gone again. I'm sure they're thinking, whoa, we thought we had him with us and he was gone. And then we had him with us and now he's really gone. And the Acts 1 passage as well as our Luke passage speaks to this. Well, what we do have recorded here is what was on Jesus' heart and mind, the risen Lord, as he ascended back to be with God. And in this passage in Luke, we have these words from the 44th verse, that last chapter. He says, when I, were with, when I was with you before, obviously referring to his life in the flesh, he said, I taught you about the law, how the Messiah was to come, I taught you about the prophets and the fulfillment of their stories. And he said, this all must be fulfilled. And then it says, he opened their minds to the scripture. The day of his ascension, he was still trying to open their minds to the scripture. And friends, let's pray that through the Holy Spirit, he will continue to open our minds to the scripture of what the scripture truly means. And then he talked about the Son of Man, the Son of God must suffer and die. And then he would be raised from the dead. And then he would go back to be with the Father. So he was telling them, remember the law, remember the prophets, remember the written word, and remember how I am the fulfillment of that. And then he also said, and you must, you must then go out and preach and teach this message of the forgiveness for sins. The risen Lord, as he ascended, was telling his followers, you still have work to do. We have a story to tell to the nations that will turn them to the right, a story of love and justice and peace. The risen Lord was saying to his followers, uh, now go back to Jerusalem and wait just a little while longer until Pentecost comes, and then with power go out and preach and teach. 
The last verse of Matthew's uh, gospel, we have the words of charge and mission, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing, teaching, consoling, etc. So we have these last words from Jesus as our marching orders, okay? He's ascending, he won't be with us anymore in that form, and we've still got work to do. And another thing he said in this passage is the 49th verse, and now I will send the Holy Spirit. The risen Lord will no longer be visible, but as Jesus had taught, he said, there would be an eternal presence amongst us. He would not leave us alone in this world to make our own way through the future. But through God, the Creator, God the Son, the Holy Spirit would come and descend. And Jesus had to ascend back to be with God so that the Holy Spirit could come in its full form. And next Sunday, we get to celebrate that. Pentecost, next Sunday. Maybe it'll be Wear Red Day, remembering the tongues of fire that comes down to sit upon the followers in the second chapter of Acts. And once the power comes through the Holy Spirit, then we need to heed the risen Lord's words of get on with it, get out there, don't just hover around in fear, but with the power that the Spirit gives, get out and teach and preach. Now the, the ascension is somewhat of a mysterious kind of thing. Where was Jesus going? What did that look like? Uh, and, and we don't uh, really know. The scriptures talk about he went up or he ascended up, but we don't think of our world as a three-tiered down there, here on earth, and up there. It's not that kind of a linear universe, even though that's one way we kind of think about it. What those heavens might look like that Jesus ascended to. Uh, the Gospel of John and also the book of Revelation gives us pictures. Last Sunday, one of our scriptures talked about the crystal river flowing toward the throne and, and trees of fruit all the time available to everyone. We get those images of God on a throne and streets paved with gold and angels singing and certainly God reigns is the message of that day. So your guess is about as good as mine as to what that looks like wherever that is. And frankly, I don't think we have to have a clear picture of that. We, we have John's revelation of what he thought, and there are many others. I don't think we have to have a clear picture of that other than ascending to be with God means being in the presence of God. It means being together with God. And hopefully we feel that now, and we're going to feel it even more as we surge back into the heavens to be with him. The war uh, in Ukraine has been on our hearts and minds. It's dominated the news for the last several months until this week, until other tragedies bumped it off. But about a month ago, <clears throat> there was a lot of concern about these civilians down 
in the belly of that steel mill at Mariupol, Ukraine. And uh, about, uh, about a month ago, then, there were try they were trying to get these civilians out. And finally, one day, this mother and little boy were coming up out of the steel mill. And the little boy looked back at his father, and the father obviously was remaining down there to fight for freedom. And the boy had quite a bit of terror on his face, quite a bit of emotion, quite a bit of concern. And as the news report said, as he looked back toward uh, the father, the father said, we'll be together soon. We'll be together soon. That's how that father assured that little boy as he took leave of him uh, on out to freedom, uh, hopefully probably out of the country. I'm not sure how all that's turned out. Last week, all the soldiers came, the Ukrainian soldiers came up out of that steel mill and taken off into captivity. So I, I don't expect they're together yet, but we hope and pray still that soldier and many others in that country will be together soon. And just as our Heavenly Father wanted to assure Jesus as he was dying on the cross that we'll be together soon, here we have uh, this story of ascension, of it actually happening. The risen Lord going back to be with God. And now the God, the Father, our God, the Father and Creator, and God the Son are assuring the disciples then and now that we can all be together soon. The second coming of Jesus was delayed. They really thought he was going to come back immediately, and that didn't happen. Still hasn't happened. But they had the power of the Holy Spirit to help them living and trying to be the followers he wanted them to be, and those of us still today. Well, it's not a far leap from Ascension Sunday to Memorial Day weekend. I was back in Henderson this week, my home county, and went around the Henderson County Courthouse where the rows and rows and rows of white crosses and names are there. Um, and once again, my soul could be reunited with my college roommate, Bobby, who was killed in Vietnam. Um, his name on a monument and on a cross there. And other family members will remember this weekend also. Those who have served and many who have died uh, to make our freedom possible. And it's also not a far leap from Ascension Sunday to Uvalde, Texas, is it? 21 precious souls entered eternity this week. There's so many stories, but the story of the one little girl who had been practicing a Bible verse to say at church today. 
I hope to God they're saying it today for her. But it was something like she was practicing. Jesus died for us so we could be up there with him. I hope and trust those families believe that and say that and affirm that over and over again. Bishop Will Willeman, who has co-authored a book we've been studying in our Sunday school class about the Holy Spirit, says this, Christians believe that death will come, it will, but that the last word in Jesus Christ is life. Christians become citizens in a new time zone that overlaps ordinary time and anticipates the resurrection. The new age of God's kingdom in Jesus. And today we affirm our souls can and will ascend to that eternal presence with God. We'll be together sooner or later, as the Ukrainian father said, and as many of those mothers and fathers and parents uh, and friends and aunts and uncles and other relatives in Texas. And we whisper it to all those we remember who have gone on before us. Another verse of the hymn says, There the glorious triumph waits. Lift your heads, ye mighty gates. There the glorious triumph waits. Christ has conquered death and sin. Take the king of glory in. On weekends like this and in weeks like this, we need our faith in God through the power of the Holy Spirit. That as we studied Romans 8 just a while ago, nothing, nothing can separate us from the love of God, not even a terrible massacre and death. Souls will be with God. And may that be our prayer, our intention as well. Let us pray. Oh God, as you have taken your only son, Jesus, back to be with you, and in our truest faith we trust and know you've taken several other souls from here on earth back to be with you. We thank you for that hope and promise that we have, that we live in a new age, a new time zone. Yes, we're still here on earth. This is just ordinary time, and we anticipate the day, the time, not knowing when, of course, that we'll all be together with you. In Jesus' name.